My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick, and this is Sonitotum. Episode 20. It's Thursday, August 13th, I think. That sounds about right. And I am uh, once again sitting in the car just outside of uh, Central Park. Not the one in New York, but the much more modest, but no less central park in Huntington Beach, California. So you might hear uh, an airplane going by. You might hear people going by. They're going to assume that I'm talking on the phone and not recording a podcast because I'm recording it into my phone. I'm trying something different. I have doubts, to be honest with you, that this is even going to come out okay. There seems to be a lot of interference on the line. I don't know if it's the mic itself or the phone or what. I turned down the settings in hopes of not making my phone work quite so hard. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. But, you know, I'm just going to record. What the hell? Hey! Uh, hi, how's everything going? Man, I've been having some dreams and I think it, it's my subconscious really, really kind of getting on me about some things. And yeah, it's related to creativity in the sense that it's related to building a life that is conducive to creativity, which is a Definitely a, 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 an ongoing and sort of repeating theme for this podcast and for my articles and for my life. <laughs> so here's the deal. I have these recurring dreams over the years. It's not like it's the same dream every time, but it's the same sort of dream. It's the same category of dream. I call them my lost room dreams. Sometimes it's a lost room. Sometimes it's a lost apartment. But the idea is, okay, so they're slightly different. In the lost room dreams, I literally discover that there's a room where I live that I'd forgotten was there. And it's often decorated, furnished with things that I no longer have. And I can picture it, especially clear, clear very clear as if I really did have this room. And there's always a sense of like a little bit of wistfulness and relief and melancholy all wrapped up in one where when, when, when in the dream, I discover this lost room. Sometimes it's a room uh, where, where I live with other people that sometimes they don't know I'm there, but more often than not, it's just a room that I forgot was there and it's full of my stuff that I forgot or that I no longer in real life actually own. The lost apartment dreams are a little more awful, <laughs> a little more tense, a little more upsetting. In the lost apartment dreams, I suddenly remember that I've not finished moving out of a place. And it's usually in the dream. It's usually a place where I've actually lived or it's this one sort of weird bi-level unit 
with this rooftop patio. I've never lived there, but in the dream, it's a place I used to live that I forgot or that I forgot to completely move out of. And so again, some of my things that I've either lost over the years or uh, that I've forgotten about are in this, this lost apartment. And sometimes there's even like mail in the mailbox that has just been sitting there. And, and the, the sense in these lost apartment dreams is, oh shit, you know, with bills that I've missed, there's, there's rent that I haven't paid or rent that I've been paying and didn't realize. Dream logic, you know? But the sense is always like things are out of control in the lost apartment dreams. Things are out of control. And usually I have to rush to get stuff out of the lost apartment. Sometimes I secretly live there as well as wherever I'm living. Sometimes I just live there and I'd forgotten that I live there. The lost room dreams are always like, ah, oh, man, I want that place to be real. So now there's a, a variation on the lost location dreams. I seem to have added walking dreams. Two nights now in the last, well, since I last spoke to you, since the last episode. So about a week, week and a half. Two different nights, not consecutive, but two different nights. I've had dreams where I'm just trudging up a hill. In the first dream, I was just sort of aimlessly wandering. I had parked my car on the side of the road and I was just walking up this hill in the heat, semi-arid environment, sort of like Hesperia, where I used to live the 10 worst years of my life. And it, so, okay, in that first dream, walking up a hill in the heat, laden with my backpack that I take with me when I work, you know, in a park or whatever. So it's a heavy backpack, trudge, 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 just pointless. But I'm carrying on my back all the things that I use to, to make, to create when I'm not in my home office, right? My laptop, notebooks, pens, whatever. So I'm walking up this hill and I, I get a certain distance and then I realize I, I see a sign where it says, you know, no parking at any time. And I realize, oh shit, I've parked my car back there, back behind me. So I turn around and I walk back down the hill, hoping to get to my car before it gets ticketed or towed or whatever. Exhausting, stressful, and the walking itself. I felt like I was walking through mud or molasses or, or like I had 20 pound weights around my ankles and my wrists. In addition to the backpack, just ugh, woke up the next morning feeling not rested at all and, and kind of out of sorts and, and like futile with a T, uh, not futile like medieval England. So, and then a few days later, or like two days later, I had a different dream where it was a combination of a lost apartment and a walking dream. And I had this apartment house, I think it was even, at the top of this long road or driveway. And a good portion of the dream was walking up toward that place. 
There are all sorts of distractions and digressions keeping me from getting there. And at a certain point, I was actually in the place. Then I had to hurry up and get ready to go to work, which was Borders, by the way, right where I worked from 95 to 2005. And then it turned into kind of a work dream, but seeing these people I hadn't seen in a long time and my shift was like, I could go whenever I wanted, very disjointed and weird. But the place, the lost apartment in that dream was, I wanted to be there. I loved it there. I really liked the place and I was looking forward to spending more time there, but all these other things were keeping me from it. Now, the person I lived with is a big Jungian fan and immediately suggested that these dreams meant certain things based on the fact that I was walking uphill and that I had abandoned my transportation, all these Jungian symbols, which I appreciate. But here's the thing. To me, it was the emotional state I found myself in when I woke up. In the first case, just drained and despondent and frustrated and feeling like I'd wasted a bunch of time. In the second one, feeling more wistful and kind of, again, a little bit off, out of sorts and frustrated because I wasn't in the place, and here it is, folks, I wasn't in the place I wanted to be, and time is of the essence. So what does this have to do with creativity? Well, I, I think it's kind of obvious. I think I'm really like, uh, I think, okay. Partially, I think these are dreams, of course, that are inspired by my circumstances. I've mentioned before, I live with three other people. One of them is my significant other and can't really go anywhere other than this park that I've been hanging out at. I've been trying to do about three hours every day before I go back to my home office and work for the rest of the day. But when I'm home, it's really difficult to claim uninterrupted, focused time. And it's driving me crazy. I feel like life is just dribbling away because I'm not doing the things that I need to do to be me. A big part of that is the rhythm and pace with which I work. And the ability to get into a flow state where I feel most myself and most at peace, achieving that under the current circumstances is very much like walking up a hill through a fog made out of molasses, <laughs> just like in the dream, except there was no fog. <laughs> I know we're under special circumstances, even though People are maybe getting a little fatigued by the shelter at home, socially distancing, not able to go places thing. I know some places, some people, some groups are starting to ignore those things. I'm not. And even if I was ignoring those things and just trying to go back to normal, the, the third places, the places that aren't work or home, and for me, work is home. The third places aren't open like they used to be. I can't go to a Starbucks or to the public library and just be and be left alone to chase my curiosity. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying 
really hard to most days of the week. The first thing I do, I'm trying to go to a park and do some, at least a little bit of me time with writing or, or writing adjacent activities until the laptop battery runs out. But clearly things are getting to a, a point where it's, it's bringing me down uh, subconsciously. And these dreams are a clearly a, a pressure valve, a manifestation of that sort of existential crisis. So that's what's been going on since I last spoke to you, at least in terms of, of the state of my creative endeavors. I did work out the major sort of rough beats to the novella that I'm going to be writing next. And I've made some real progress on some of the world building that I need to figure out ahead of that to really make the story work. I'm learning uh, cartography tricks with Photoshop and world creator and illustrator and making good use of my little drawing tablet that I've got. Trying really hard to learn these things, but not make it a rabbit hole where I just get stuck at the end of the day thinking, well, you, you fiddled and you faddled, but you haven't really created anything. Because uh, that's really frustrating too. It's, it's just, uh, it's great to be lost in that flow state while I'm learning and making at the same time. That's like the best learning and creating at the same time is the best. But when it's over and you don't really have anything to show for it, that's a trap I fall into sometimes. I know. Uh, I just kind of blurted a lot out to you, but I wanted to make sure I did a podcast, right? This would be the third one, three weeks in a row, more or less, trying to get, get a streak going. If you make things, and if making things is kind of what you're staking things on, because I am, I feel like I, I have only a certain number of years left, potentially, to really be creatively productive. And I am not as creatively productive as I would like right now in 2020, the age of 53. So if you are also a creator, a writer, an artist, a musician, whatever it is that you do, and you are actively dedicated to making things that you sell, so it's part of your revenue and you intend it to be more of your revenue, and I'm putting a lot of conditions on this, but that's where I'm at. I want to hear from people who are where I'm at, right? What are you doing right now? How are you carving out the time in this era where we are stuck at home with other people and other people's demands and there's nowhere to go in an unrestricted way to find that space. What are you doing? And perhaps equally interesting, am I just whining about something that I shouldn't be whining about? And just I should just get on with it. I'm open to hearing that too. I don't want to be too, I don't know. I think that I can be a little precious sometimes about how and when I'm able to actually do art. But on the other hand, look, that's just how it is. I can't just do something for 10 minutes, be interrupted and be okay with the fact that, oh, at least I did 10 minutes of something. I need blocks of time. I'm not sure how to get them other than hiding out at a park. What are you doing? How are you coping as we try to make art 
shit, not just in the pandemic era, but at all. Before there was a pandemic, there was people have wives and husbands and children and pets and roommates and day jobs. And just feels like it's a little more intense right now because we've all been stuck with each other for so long. So I guess that's it. That's what I wanted to uh, share this week. You can uh, comment on this episode. I would love your comments. I would like to hear what you're doing to cope. What are your tricks? Where do you go? How do you figure it out? You can comment on this episode by going to the show notes for this episode, episode 20 at mattselsnick.com or sonatotem.com. You can send me an email at matt at mattselznick.com, M-A-T-T-S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K.com. Uh, you could even uh, record a little voice recording on your phone or computer and email that to me at matt at mattselznick.com. And I'll play your voicemail in a future episode like I did with Chris Miller's voicemail last episode. If you're receiving this episode uh, because you have subscribed to the mailing list to notify you when episodes come out, uh, go ahead and just reply to that email with your thoughts. Your feedback is important to me. I'd love to hear what other creative people are doing to cope in this time where maybe the ability to create, and it is necessary for you to create, the ability to create is uh, a little hemmed in. (laughs) Literally. What are you doing? Let me know. If you're enjoying Sauna Totem, I would love it if you would leave a rating and review at the uh, Apple Podcasts, at uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you consume your podcasts. A rating and a review is wonderful, but especially for some reason uh, in Apple Podcasts. Even though uh, fewer people have Apple devices than any other device, for some reason, that's still the main podcasting venue. Uh, So reviews there help the show be more visible, have more people listen. I feel like there was something else I was supposed to mention. Oh, the promotion to get a discount on your first paid your story buddy session remember that's still going on all you have to do is book before the end of august 2020 and use the coupon code that i mentioned in episode 19 so yeah you got to go back and listen to that episode it's only in the episode it's not in the show notes got to get that coupon code got to listen Anyway, that's still going on. You can still book and get the discount using the coupon code from last episode, as long as you do so before the end of August 2020. And heck, I'd love it if you would go to Amazon and buy my book, my latest book, Light of the Outsider. It's a fantasy thriller. It's getting good reviews. People say it's good. You should like it too. All right. Sorry if this up. Ep- no, you know what? I'm not sorry if this episode was a little whiny. This is what's going on right now. I am doing things. Like I said, I've worked out the major beats, the rough beats for my next piece of fiction. So that's a good. But uh, yeah, it's been a weird week. Those dreams, they stick with you. 
Because they're trying to tell you something. I hear it. I just don't know how to respond. All right, my friends. My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick. Take care. 